Hello, my lovely people, and welcome to Ah, It's My OTP podcast, where I all gonna talk about fan fiction. And yeah, this is episode four. Woohoo! Guys, I have an announcement. I don't know if that was too loud. Sorry for your ears. But the Instagram page is up and running, and so is the Facebook page. Facebook was made first, but I did the Instagram and I connected to my account. So it is the same. You can find me at at ah uh, my OTP pod all together. So it's ah uh, with three H's M I O T P P O D. So yeah, if you look me up on Instagram or Facebook under that username, you'll be able to find the page. Um, please follow, like, and subscribe. Um, subscribe is YouTube, huh? Um, I will be putting hints up on the Instagram and Facebook pages or like stories so you guys can comment and try to guess the fandom. So I'll put a hint of the fandom before recording the episode, see if I get any responses and yeah, I can read some of the responses on the pod as well. I want you guys to interact with me more and I really think that this can be a fun thing that any everyone can enjoy. So yeah. So before getting to the rest of this episode, I kind of wanted to do a small recap of last week or the last episodes actually. We covered Power Rangers and I didn't have enough time to reflect on it or at least give my input towards the end of the episode. So let's just review. We did Happiness and Grief Walk Hand in Hand and it was pretty much a sad story. There was no real, like, happy ending to it, except for, like, Tommy and Jason getting together and having to raise a kid. Uh, Kimberly died, which was sad, but I felt like it was still a pretty good story, at least to start off with. Yeah, the audio from episode from episode sounds a little different, but I do hope that by the end of this year... I will have better mic and headphones. So thank you for at least putting up with this kind of audio for the time being. I really appreciate it. And yeah, I I want to change and grow with this podcast. So yeah. This episode's fandom is the Powerpuff Girls. Yippee. Um, This episode I will be doing a couple of stories because... Fan fiction stories are, they can be short, they can be long, and I want to change it up. Last fandom we did was Power Rangers, and that one was a little long. It took a total of three episodes, so I think doing shorter episodes time to time would be better. But, of course, if there's any fandom you guys want me to cover send it to the Instagram page or Facebook and yeah I will try my best to find different fandoms different genres let me know what you guys want to hear but for the first story I found on fanfiction.net and it is I looked up Powerpuff Girls and then I 
scrolled, scrolled through them and this one's a one shot a one shot is like a very short story this one it is called mojo series created by black mailing queen altogether um it is 948 words it is tagged as humor general it's in english and it was created december 27 and 2019 um it has the powerpuff girls uh mojo jojo the professor and it says it's complete so we're gonna jump into it this is the author's note at the beginning of the story and it says so I've been watching the old Powerpuff Girls episodes and the one where we first hear about Mojo Jojo being a lab assistant of the professor inspired me to write this. And then it says I.O.N. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then it says enjoy. So let's start. The city of Townsville, a peaceful city protected by the Powerpuff Girls. But what's this? The town's heroines aren't fighting crime or learning in kindergarten. Where are they? Oh, it looks like they're in court with the professor and Mojo Jojo. What is happening? Mojo Jojo slams his fist on the podium as he said, Oi, Mojo Jojo, demand insist and applaud you the jury to give me custody of my children my offspring the ones known as blossom bubbles and buttercup they are my children my creations my babies and they have been illegally unlawfully and felonously kept from me by the man known reference as Professor Utonium. When he paused briefly for breath, the judge quickly interjected. Mr. Jojo, why should this court grant custody to a known and convicted supervillain? In fact, my girls have been responsible for your convictions on more than one occasion. Don't you think that placing them in Mojo Jojo's care could result in harm coming to them, Your Honor? The professor added before Mojo could defend himself. Is this true, Mr. Jojo? The judge asked. Would Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup be at risk of harm if they were to live with you? Of course not. Preposterous. Never. I, Mojo Jojo, have begun reforming, turning over a new leaf and repenting for my past deeds, actions, and transgressions from the moment, instant, and millisecond, I, Mojo Jojo, realized they, the Powerpuff Girls, my former arch enemies, were my children, creations, and responsibilities. I swore off evil, revenge, world domination, and all other villainous plots, plans, and schemes. Mojo Jojo took a moment to compose himself before he continued. It has been six months 
26 weeks, 182 days since I last committed, carried out, or perpetrated any form of crime, illegal activity, or action that constitutes an offense that can be punishable by law. I have even started going to therapy. The judge looked at the girls. Is this true? With all due respect, Your Honor, to the best of our knowledge, yes. Mojo Jojo has been a model citizen for the past six months. Blossom answered to the shock of the jury and assembled reporters. How is Mr. Jojo giving you any reason to believe that this might change? Were he to gain custody of you? This is ridiculous. I have raised the girls since the day they were born. To say that Mojo Jojo of all people has any claim on them is preposterous, Professor interrupted. Mr. Utonium, this is the second time you have interrupted the proceedings in this court. If you do so again, I will hold you in contempt, and Mr. Jojo, who has not interrupted, will gain custody. The professor's mouth hung open in shock. The judge ignored him and repeated her question to the girls. Has Mr. Jojo ever acted in such a way that it seemed he had reformed? Only to trick you? This time, Buttercup answered. Your Honor, pretending to change and then backstabbing is pretty much Mojo's way of working. But the longest those plans have ever gone on is a few days, never longer than a week. So you believe he is genuine in his change? Yes, Your Honor, Bubbles added. Oh God, I think that was a little too high for Bubbles. Well, then, I only have one more question for you girls before I ask the jury to make a decision. The judge said, Is there any reason the three of you would be against staying with Mr. Jojo? Blossom, Bubbles, and Buttercup whispered to each other for a minute. Bubbles wintered near tears. Nothing says we couldn't visit, Buttercup shot back. This might just be a really elaborate trap by Mojo, Blossom added. But he hasn't even had secret plots, Bubbles defended. He's a monkey, Buttercup deadpanned. The professors had weirder experiments, Blossom shot down. Finally, after another minute or two, Blossom answered the judge's question. Your Honor, as much as we love the professor, we have nothing against living with Mojo. The judge nodded her head in acceptance, despite the gasping and protests from the reporters. Very well. Thank you, girls. I will now hand the decision off to the jury. When the jury walked out, the judge allowed the girls to leave the courtroom in order to clear their heads. Flying out of the courtroom windows, the girls sat on a cloud overlooking the city to reflect. Do you think the monkey will still let us fight crime? Buttercup wondered. Yeah, now, since he's buddy-buddy with most of the other villains. I don't see why not, Blossom said. After all... 
if he really is turning over a new leaf, there's no reason why not to let us fight crime. I just hope this isn't a trick, Bobo sighed. Before the girls knew it, it was time for the jury to deliver the verdict. We, the jury, have decided that until given evidence that suggests otherwise, Mojo Jojo will be allowed full custody of the Powerpuff Girls. However, this custody will be removed if Mr. Jojo reverts to his evil ways or in any way harms the girls. Mojo smiled and thanked the judge and jury as he sent a victorious murk in the professor's direction before grabbing the girls' hands and leading them away. Come, girls, it's time to go home. And that's it for the one shot. So we just finished our first story for the Powerpuff Girls. It was short and a little funny. It was difficult, but I had fun in trying to make the voices. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And a huge thank you to Blackmailing Queen for creating the first story we just finished called Mojo Sues. And now we're gonna move to another one shot. Our next story is called Jealousy Dining as Dexter by the Red Blues Greens. Um, before actually diving into the story, I would have to give some background info on where the person got inspiration to write this comic. So she got, um, he, she got the inspiration to write this comic from the Powerpuff Girls Dojinchi by Bleedman. Um, it's a comic that's available online on this website called snafu-comics. I stumbled upon that comic a long time ago and it's still updating and I haven't checked it out in a while but I need to check it out again but that the artwork and the original story and that um, manga is really good and I recommend everybody to go check it out and I'll give you some brief history about Snafu Comics and, and what that is. So, Snafu Comics is a webcomic site that is maintained by David Stanford. He's American and known as Snafu Dave. It has his own creations on there as well as other artists. One of them being Bleedman. Bleedman has a couple of stories on there. But the one we're going to focus on today is the Powerpuff Girls Dojinchi. Um... It's also referred to as Powerpuff Girls D or PPGD. So it's a manga series. Um, it's a crossover of the Powerpuff Girls and they are slightly older and they go to school in a different fictional city next to Townsville called Megaville. Um, I really like it because it has a lot of different characters from Cartoon Network, even Nickelodeon. Some being Dexter's Laboratory, My Life as a Teenage Robot, Courage, Grim Adventures, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Atomic Betty, Justice League, Fairly Odd Parents, just to name a few. Um, 
and yeah there's a lot of characters and I really like this story and I will go back and read it again so I recommend you guys check it out so this comic has um references to other characters but it also has another character created by bleed man um i won't spoil spoil anything else pretty much but yeah you guys should check it out okay so for this story jealousy thy name is dexter by reds blues and greens um it does follow bleed man's story Love Mike, spoiler alert, um, Blossom and Dexter are going out, um, but it's like a different point of view, so he's, it's gonna be Dexter's turn to get jealous, so I'll just read the author's note, so before we start, let me just say that as much as I love the Reds, I also love the Blossom-Dexter pairing simply because of Bleed Man's PPGD. I love their relationship in that particular universe and though Dexter did kiss blank, it says a name but I'm not gonna spoil it. So he kissed someone else. I don't think I see Dexter and Blossom breaking up anytime soon. But on that note, I do feel bad for Blossom because it shows that she loves Dexter with all of her heart but past the Mandark arc, he doesn't really seem to give her his time or attention because of other chick <laughs> or something else but it's usually the other chick blossom gets really jealous blossom dexter is questioned blank dexter gets shut down rinse and repeat so in this fun little series of one shots i figured it's dexter's turn to get jealous and since a certain cap wearing rowdy rough has been canonically added to the story who else would be Dexter's love rival than him? And sorry, but I'm not going to go off canon and make Blossom and Dexter break up. I don't know what Bleed Man plans for them. Maybe they'll break up themselves in the comic. In this fanfiction, as much as I love the Reds, they obviously don't show any romantic interest or really any interest at all towards each other in the comic. Break acts really OOC, which stands for out of character here but I'm not going to totally break his character by making Blossom his girlfriend. The best I can do is tease. Disclaimer: I do not own the Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, Samurai Jack, or whichever other cartoons that will be referenced in this fic. I also do not own the universe setting which is inspired by Blue Man's PPGD. Same thing as me, I mean I don't own any of these characters or stories. I find stories that I I think I can share with you guys and that you guys will enjoy. So now let's get ready to start Jealousy Thy Name is Dexter by Reds Blues Greens. Number one, too close. There was a downside to being class representative and that was having to stay late at school while everybody else left. That was what Blossom lamented about as she stacked all her papers into a neat pile. Letting out a sigh, she stood up from her desk and stretched before quickly keeping everything and leaving the classroom. A lot of work again? Jack 
as, as Blossom locked the door. She could only give him a tired nod as he smiled at her sympathetically. Go home, Blossom. I can lock up here. Blossom spared him a thankful glance as she rubbed her eyes. Thank you, Sensei, she murmured, handing him the key before walking away. It was one of those days when she had depleted all her energy fighting crime and taking her calculus test, so she was half asleep as she walked into her school's large courtyard, which was where she literally crashed into a certain cap-wearing rowdy buff. Blossom grunted as she was forced back. She glared back up at who bumped into her and was met with Brick's scowling face. However, to her surprise, the scowl wasn't directed towards her. Whatever, Blossom still wasn't having it. Brick, she hissed, making her way to him. Watch where you're... Shut up, Brick growled. He held his hand up to her mouth, but Blossom easily pushed it away, glaring. Listen. I don't know what you think you're... I said, shh, quiet, Brick snapped. Blossom scowled at him, but shut her mouth. Both super-powered teens listening closely for whatever the rowdy rough leader was watching for. The ground began rumbling. Blossom's face blanched when she realized what it meant. Brick grit his teeth, grabbing Blossom's wrist and pulling her close to him. Hang on. He muttered under his breath, shooting the both of them outwards at a speed Blossom didn't know he could reach. It left her dazed, but she quickly shook herself out of it. The pink power puff looked down in time to see the horde of bricks fangirls stampede over the spot they were just at. Blossom shuddered at the thought that while Brick would surely be at least somewhat protected, they would be more than willing to leave her in the dirt. Unconsciously, Blossom pressed herself against her counterpart. Brick glanced at her before tightening his grip. The two watched as the last of the fangirls left, leaving an empty courtyard. For good measure, they stayed silent for about a minute before they officially determined that they could move. Blossom let out a sigh of relief. And that was when she noticed how close she was pressed against Brick. Letting out a surprise yelp, Blossom pushed herself away from him. She stared at him, and he did her before she quickly made her way back to the ground. Brick followed her at a calmer pace. What was that? Blossom asked him once his feet had touched the ground. I didn't tell you you could get all touchy with me. Brick snorted. Don't flatter yourself, Pinky, he said, giving her a glare. You damn well know that I might as well have saved your life. Blossom rolled her eyes. You're over-exaggerating. Sure, sure, Brick said. Besides, you're talking about getting all touchy when you're the one pressing yourself against me. What? Blossom cried. I would never. It's the truth, Brick said. Okay, first of all, Blossom said, marching up to him, only stopping when she was right in front of him. I have a boyfriend. Miraculously, Brick muttered beneath his breath, but as close as she was and possessing super hearing, Blossom scowled at him. She chose to ignore his comment, continuing, Secondly, why would I ever want to be close to you? I don't know, Pinky, Brick exclaimed. Maybe it's because you, you're like those 50 other girls that tried to run us over. Maybe it's because I'm irresistible. 
whatever it is, I don't know. I don't care. The answer, Blossom commented dryly, was that I don't. They glared at each other, both failing to notice that once again they had gotten extremely close to one another to the point that their noses were practically touching. I don't care, Brick murmured, his piercing red eyes battling his counterpart's salmon pink ones. Blossom felt a shiver run down her spine, her cheeks flushing red as she realized how close she was to actually feel them. Despite this, she remained firm. I hate you, she breathed, boldly inching forward. Brick's lips twitched to a slight smirk when he saw the red in his counterpart's cheek. Mm-hmm, he hummed, inching forward as well. They were now so close that their lips were practically touching. Someone cleared their throat behind them, causing Blossom to snap out of her stupor, once again pushing Brick away from her. She turned, finding Dexter standing a few feet away from them. Brick snorted, turning away while Blossom's cheek, cheeks reddened even further. Dexter, she exclaimed, fiddling with her tie. I, I, I was just... I... I do hope Mr. Jojo wasn't giving you a hard time, Blossom, Dexter said, adjusting his glasses as he walked next to his girlfriend. He put his arm around her waist when he came up beside her, pulling her closer to him as he glared at Brick. If he was, I'll be happy to report it to Professor Weasel. Brick scowled at him. Was that a threat, Dorkster? The red head sneered. Take a guess, Dexter replied coldly. Both boys glared each other down. The tension between them was heavy. Blossom was too stunned to intervene. Brick caved in first, scoffing. Forget this, he said, turning around and shooting himself into the air. Dexter continued to glare until the red completely disappeared from his sight. Blossom felt like her face was on fire. She stared at Brick's retreating form before looking at her boyfriend, half expecting him to remove his arm from around her waist. Dexter had never been one for public affection, after all. However, to her complete and utter surprise and joy, Dexter's arms stayed where it was. Blossom blinked at him, feeling her cheeks burn even more, if that was even possible. She rested herself against him, and her heart soared when... The only move Dexter made was to put his arm around her shoulders instead of her waist, allowing Blossom to rest her head against Dexter's shoulder. Blossom realized that this was only a taste of her boyfriend's jealousy, but she also realized that maybe, just maybe, she would enjoy seeing more of it. So that's the end of this one shot. It was really good, guys. And there's another author's note at the end of this chapter so it says Dexter is just so badass in PPGD can you imagine if he channeled some of that badass Uri into being jealous when it came to Blossom and the other boys parentheses brick and she go they go on to say that of another fan fiction that is longer it's um she has another he she has another fan fiction that is about six chapters called Crimson Blossom. Um, I guess it's not completed, but.
but she had a note about that one. But she said, but th her last words were, thank you all again. So, yeah, we got through a whole second shot story of this episode. Hooray! So, our first story was like humor comedy, and our second story was like jealousy. Um, both stories were very short, although the second one, there was supposed to have been like a second chapter, but then the author didn't make it. I mean, this happens a lot in fan fictions where the authors will start writing something and then maybe a lot of things come up or they get writer's block and they just unfinish the story. Um, so in times like these, sometimes like the readers create the ending for those stories so that would be pretty cool if one of you wants to get into fan fiction and then maybe write an ending to a story and then send it to me that would be that'd be awesome um i don't really have a lot of time to actually write any fan fictions at this time but maybe maybe in like a year or two or maybe I can just do like a couple sentences a week. But I would have to decide what I want to write about first or like what fandom to do. Um, there's just, there's a lot of things to do. But, so we're gonna go into our third story for this episode. And it is another short one and the theme is angst for that one. So, the third story, it is called Tough Love Professor by Burgundy Beauty. So, this is Powerpuff Girls and a villain, I'm not going to tell you who, wait until the story or wait for the text. Um, and it's going to focus on the professor's point of view. So, like in the first story, we had Mojo and the professor and... Mojo 1, in our second story, it was Blossom and Break and Dexter, and then on this one, I'm pretty sure it's going to be more of Professor Utonium. The first story was a little hard because I had to do so many voices, and since I did it all in like kind of one read through, like I would stop, but then the characters would have lines after each other, so then I have to like change my voice but for the second story there's pretty much only two people so it's easier to like switch back and forth between voices um for this upcoming story i'm pretty sure it's gonna be i don't know how many people but my voice might not might not sound the same as the first story so i'll try my best and yeah so let's get ready to embark on this journey for Tough Love Professor, created by Burgundy Beauty. Chapter 1 The city of Townsville, late in the evening. The sky was purple with pink hues, the city had gone dark for the sleeping citizens, and high above him was Him's head laughing. Yes. Him's head was in the sky. 
He twirled the clouds around with his giant red claw and he chanted a spell of hate that manifested into reddish pink vapors that spread throughout the city. The devilish man laughed evilly again at his handiwork before disappearing from sight. The last of the vapors went into the bedroom of Professor Utonium, creator and loving father to the Powerpuff Girls. Professor Utonium's POV I awoke with the start this morning. I don't remember what I was dreaming, but it was enough to startle me. I shrugged it off, though, and proceeded to get prepared for the day. I made the girls bacon and eggs today and sat the table with this morning's newspaper. Just as my girls came rushing to the kitchen, I felt my head getting warmer. I felt the urge to yell at them. Strange, I thought. I love my girls. Why would I yell? Blossom spoke up. Professor, is something wrong? Your face looks all red. I fold the newspaper and looked at my daughter indifferently. I'm fine, dear. I said to her rather coldly. I don't know why, but for some reason, I can't find myself responding in any other way. Just finish your breakfast. I look at the paper and try to calm myself. Blossom stayed quiet after that, and that seemed to help as I didn't feel so warm anymore. I just had to look away and pretend they weren't there. This troubled me. A few minutes later, the girls finished their meals, took their dirty dishes to the sink for me to clean, and left me with the group goodbye. They can fly and shoot lasers out of their eyes, but they can't be bothered to probably clean up after themselves. What brats. I shook my head. What am I thinking? They're very busy, and cleaning their dishes is nothing new for me, I tell myself. I'll clean up the dishes myself. It's not a problem. Him was in his living room, watching the scene from the Powerpuff home and his TV, and he was less than pleased at what he saw. What's this? Him said to himself. The professor should be livid by now. Acting distant is not the same as hate. The devilish man tapped his claw against his leg impatiently. Finally, he took a breath and he physically relaxed. No matter, his love for the daughters may be strong, but my power irrefutably stronger he'll fall but perhaps I'll just give him an extra dose hit just in case him raises his right claw and twirls it around in a circle the same reddish pink vapor from last night appears over the claw you will hate the powerpuff girls him said aloud you will remember all the grief and trouble they have brought into your life, and you will hate them for it. Hate the Powerpuff Girls. Hate the Powerpuff Girls. Hate the Powerpuff Girls. The vapor left in a wish from him's claw and straight into the TV set. 
soon, girls, soon, Hen said sinisterly. Just as I was finished cleaning the dishes, I suddenly felt warmer again. Why do you bother with those miserable little brats? I shook my head. I thought I heard a voice. Perhaps I've been working too hard lately. My daughters are not brats. They're heroes, and I couldn't be prouder of them. I thought to myself. The strange voice spoke again. So you're proud of how much trouble they continue to bring to your life. My daughters do not cause trouble. They stop it, I said aloud. I know it is considered unwise to shout out voices in my head, but I couldn't help myself. It was saying such awful things. I walked to my laboratory downstairs. That's not true. They are still as destructive and troublesome as ever. Remember when they played tag for the first time and destroyed the town? You were punished for the crime. And did they ever apologize for it? I stopped halfway down the steps and considered the thought deeply. They did cause a lot of trouble, I said unsettled. And they never did apologize for it. I shook my head again. No! They more than made up for it and I didn't warn them about their powers before it was too late. They were clearly smart enough to know certain things when they were created. Why couldn't they figure it out for themselves? I started to feel dizzy and sat at my desk. My eyes on my lab notes, but my mind was elsewhere. Of course, you're the biggest victim of them all. I, I am, I said, rubbing my forehead with one hand and grabbed the pencil with my left hand. I was starting to feel warm again. Having to risk both your life and professional reputation for them. Villains using you as leverage or as bait. The threatening phone calls from parents who think your daughters are a bad influence on their old children. And the constant destruction of public and private property. It's like they never heard of a door. While the voice continued to speak, my grip on the pencil tightened and the pencil broke in half. The voice was making sense. The villains, the phone calls, the breaking through the walls and ceilings, it was all true. I was not sure why, but before I could object, my breath became shallow. My whole face felt hot as fire. My eyes felt tingly as the color changed to a bright red, though I couldn't tell that. Why, just yesterday they came barging into your laboratory unannounced again. And they destroyed one of your experiments. And then what? They just laughed and laughed. Did they not? Yes, they did, I agreed, frowning. They are so rude and inconsiderate, aren't they? Yes, they are. You wish to destroy them now, don't you? My eyes went back to normal momentarily as I blinked at the thought. I I couldn't do that. Hesitation cleared in my voice and my hands were shaking. How, how could I? They would overpower me in no time and... And I s- s- still care. Shh, 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 shh. 
I was silenced as the voice spoke again in a more effeminate way. It seemed familiar, somehow, but I could barely think right now. It doesn't matter how much power they have over you. What matters is how much power you have over them. What do you mean? I stuttered. They would never lay a harmful hand on you. You can destroy them with ease because they will not fight back. They are weak when it comes to you. Yes, they are, I agreed again. I can destroy them. Destroy who, Professor? Destroy Powerpuff Girls. Say it again. Destroy Powerpuff Girls. One more time, Professor, like you mean it. Destroy Powerpuff Girls. You will, Utonium, and here comes your chance. Just like that, the objects of my anger came bursting into my laboratory. Professor, Blossom spoke up. Something odd is happening around Townsville, and we need your help. I groaned loudly and exasperately. Blossom's voice is so infuriating. How many times have I told you girls not to come barging in like that? I turned around and yelled. It's not nice. The girls gasped at me. I stand up and step closer to them menacingly. Now come here, girls. But before I grab them, the girls fly away from me. The voice was right. They are weak. I run after them until I found them at the front door. Destroy Powerpuff Girls, I said. When I stepped outside, I saw the rest of the town citizens saying the same thing as me. We must destroy the Powerpuff Girls. Let's destroy them. Good, I thought. Between all of us, there's no way the girls can win. The girls questioned and pleaded for the reason behind our sudden resentment towards them. I wanted to tell them they had this coming for a long time, but I could not find the will to speak it. Just then, I hear the voice again. Hey, Chew, came the feminine voice. Yeah, hate us, said Blossom before her voice became frightened and stammering. Who said that? I saw a reddish man in a dress, and he had red claws. Why, I did, of course, he said. I know this person. I've seen him before, fighting the girls. What was his name again? It's him, the Powerpuff Girls exclaimed. Oh, that's right. Soon him and the girls start talking, but I don't care. I just want to destroy them. But as long as the devilish him was in the way, I could not. I understand now that it was his voice I've been hearing. It was him who had shown me the light. I don't want to appear ungrateful by attacking him. Soon, him gave the orders. Not destroy them. The citizens and I waste no time and fight off the Powerpuff Girls. 
Him was right when he said they wouldn't fight back until they fought back. Soon, I stood alone against the girls, but I was not afraid. It happened so quickly. They each gave me a punch, and then I fell to the ground, and everything went black. Him lied. I woke up in pain. When my vision became clear, I found myself in a hospital room. I felt awful, both physically and emotionally. I wish I could say I have forgotten what happened, but I haven't. How could I have fallen for such a trick? I thought the most awful things about my own daughters, and I tried to hurt them too. I hear the door open, and I saw my daughters. Bubbles was carrying a bouquet of daisies. The girls smiled at me. Professor, they said, flying around, and wrapped me in their little arms in a hug. We're so sorry we beat you up, Blossom said. We didn't want to, but him forced us. Buttercup said, We love you, Bubbles cried out. With no hesitation, I returned the hug and held them close. I love you girls so much, and I'm so sorry I tried to hurt you, I said to them, then with sadness in my voice. I'm so ashamed I fell for him's tricks. It's okay, Professor, Blossom said. Him is a very powerful even the strongest of people can fall prey to his tricks. We know you didn't mean it. You never hurt us, Buttercup said. Besides, it hurt us a lot more than it did hurt, Bubbles said. Well, now, I wouldn't say that, I replied. We laughed. I love my girls, and that is something no one can ever make me doubt again. D. And Yay, we finished our third story for this episode and it was pretty interesting. We got to hear a little bit more of Professor Etonio's thoughts and like how he goes about his day kind of. Um it was a challenge for me to try to do him's voice because I know his him's voice is very high and feminine or e-feminine in this case um I remember when I was younger I used to be able to make different kinds of voices and I would be able to imitate them more but now that I'm older I guess I can't do that but I hope that by continuing this podcast I'll be able to create voices for like characters because I think having multiple voices, at least in the stories, helps paint a better picture or gives the story more life instead of just having one kind of robotic voice. Um, I hope you guys don't get tired of my voice. No, seriously, please don't get tired of me. It's too soon. <laughs> JK, JK. Um, wanted to talk about a little bit more about the Instagram page um, prior for this episode getting published I had created the page and I posted a hint as towards the fandom was Um, I want my listeners to engage more to like comment or like or what you theorize will happen Um, let's start 
discussions that'd be interesting i want to get involved um with you guys and let me know where you're actually listening from because i've checked on the app and so far i have a couple countries like that are listening like the u.s um the uk spain france um so i thank you (laughs) thank you for following me and i was really surprised and really happy where i checked my analytics and it said it wasn't only just in the u.s that people were listening so i'm thankful um so going back to the instagram page i made the page and i didn't have a lot of followers just yet so mm, only a few friends interacted but they actually like messaged me to try to be like oh is it this is it that um but it was fun um so i hope by now for the next fandom i'll have more people because then you guys have listened to this episode so you guys know what's up but you've stuck around until the end and i'm just gonna tell you where you can find me again you can find at a with three h's my otp pod once again that's ah my otp pod and you can find that on facebook and instagram and follow me and like and yeah if you have a fandom you want me to cover let me know or if you have any ideas of what i can do i'm more than happy to take opinions and like see what i can work with and yeah um so we made it through episode four and until next time i chose another fandom and maybe in like a day or so after this episode i will post another hint so then that way you guys listeners can listen to this episode and then follow the page and then join in time to be able to comment or guess what the next fandom is and i think that's it if i can if anybody wants me to shout them out (laughs) i'll comment on the previous picture and then i will shout you guys out in the next episode so thank you and yeah that's it for episode four of ah it's my otp okay bye